the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Got questions concerning elder or state law? Attorney Mike Connors has the answer. He was recognized in 2012 as one of New York's top lawyers by New York Magazine and brings over 30 years' experience to the table. His office number is 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Here's Mike Connors. We are gathered here on hallowed ground, horses Welcome to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. This show ordinarily is about estate planning and elder law, and the idea behind estate planning is to pass assets from one generation to the next, paying the least amount of taxes, avoiding going to court, avoiding probate, and as far as elder law is concerned, trying to save assets from nursing home bills. Now, if you want to learn anything about estate planning and elder law, you can give our office a call. The office is Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500. We do not charge for the first consultation. The initial consultation is free on anything that we're talking about as far as estate planning and elder law on the first meeting. We talk it over. You decide what you want to do. After you talk to us, we give you our recommendations. Everything we do as far as estate planning and elder law is done on a flat fee basis. We charge by the job, not by the hour. So if you want to come in, talk things over. There's no one right plan for everybody, but the wrong thing to do is to not plan at all. Anything you do, start with a will. Maybe if you have relatives you can trust, do a power of attorney, and then we can take it from there. Now, we're not going to be talking any more about estate planning today because we're talking about some critical issues. It's a holiday weekend, a happy Labor Day to everybody. But we're talking about some of our union members, friends, the New York City Police Department, the police department around the country. So we're going to be talking to two of our old-time favorite guests, Tony Lobianco, who played a lot of police officers over the years, and Marty Golden, who was a New York City policeman before he was city councilman and state senator, representing us in the district where we're broadcasting from right now in Bay Ridge on 74th Street and 5th Avenue. So Tony put up an inspirational prayer on behalf of our policemen. So we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to start talking to Tony LoBianco. We all know someone who's been touched by cancer. It's the second leading cause of death. And it took the life of my father, John Wayne. But even in his final days, he was thinking about helping others and publicly campaigning to raise awareness about cancer. His courage and grit inspired our family to do everything we could to fight the big C, as my dad called it. So we did something about it and founded the John Wayne Cancer Institute 35 years ago to advance life-saving research. Our discoveries are fundamentally changing the way cancer is treated around the world. Cures are within our reach, but we can't do it alone. 
I'm Patrick Wayne, and I'd be honored if you joined us in the fight against cancer. You can make a lasting legacy by helping to eradicate this deadly disease. Together, we can save lives. To learn more, visit jwcigiving.org. That's jwcigiving.org. Welcome to the Connors Corner segment of Ask the Lawyer. You know, a few weeks ago, we had Fran Vellamarone on, who was vilified in some of the local press things for being a member of the KKK because she organized a march in support of the police. And it takes a little guts right now to support the police. But our next guest has that guts. Old friend of the show, great actor, Tony Lobianco. Welcome to Connor's Corner. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mike. God now, bless you. Now, I saw you. I saw a, a video you put out talking about a policeman. Can you tell us why you did it? Yes, it's called the blues, and referring to, of course, uh, our, our police and all police uh, around the whole country, and it's a tribute of understanding of, of of understanding of what we are up against in terms of. Uh, without the police, think of think of a country without the police, or without without even the, the military, or or any, any anybody that is protecting the country. You have no country if you don't have the police or a military or, or so on and so or, or somebody protecting our borders. Now, why I did it? It's common sense and logic, which are, seem to be two words that have escaped us. Uh, and and the, I, I have history. I have history, which to me, history is the teacher. And history with the police, I've worked with them. I've been on uh, raids with them. I've seen it firsthand of what they're up against. Uh, and it doesn't take a, a, a much of a uh, understand much of, a, of, of an understanding to see. What what they're here for? They're here to protect you, protect you. Now, yes, of course, we all have seen the uh, rare occasions of police going too far, uh, police uh, doing things that uh, that you wouldn't ordinarily think are are uh, uh, legal or the right thing to do. However, we have laws in this country that when something is wrong. They go through a jury, they go through prosecution, they go through evidence, they go through all those things that make up our country. And that's what we have to wait for. The, so we don't seem to be waiting for why this one was shot or why that one was this and so on and so forth. We're even having investigations on, and the, the horror of the knee on the, the throat. Uh, and, and winding up the, the, that man dead, Floyd. So there's a big investigation in question of of how it happened and why it got there. You know, there's there a film, there is tape, video of of uh, both that and and prior to it. And there and there will be a court of law that will go through the evidence. Now, yes, he had the knee was on his his uh, his neck far too long. And then he, he is the one that said, put me on the ground. Now, again, let me go back to your main question. Uh, your main question, again, is why? 
Why? Well, because, as I said, I have history working with them and seeing what they're up against and knowing that without them, we have no country. We have anarchy. We, does anybody know what that means? We, but you're, you're seeing it displayed right now in the streets in case anyone's interested. Looting, breaking into stores, rioting, setting fire to things, burning down buildings, burning down people's business. That is what you have when you don't have police. Yeah, if you want to reform the police and say, hey, we shouldn't be, uh, you know, don't throw, you know, these many shots into somebody. Don't shoot anybody behind in the back. Yeah, we have all that. But you don't know the circumstances. Let's find out the circumstances, the, the, the amount of, of these shootings by a police officer to a black man are minimal and shouldn't be, uh, but should be investigated. But um, each of these cases have to be through the courts, through an investigation. Then not to go out, and doesn't mean that you go out and, and rob stores, break into stores. And, and to me, again, it's just, it's logic. I know there's, there's things to be done. But when you talk about reform, you have to talk about reforming the people. The people have to be reformed to understand that when authority or law enforcement says halt or freeze, or, you have to do that, period, over and out. You, when, when he gives you an order and, uh, to, to do it, you must do it, or trouble's going to happen. You're resisting arrest or, or resisting an officer's command. That is our laws of what's going on. And more times than that, you know, they're there to, they're there to, to help you, to protect you. Don't give them any excuse to do it. Your car, cop pulls you over, you put your window down, and you put both your hands out the window. So he knows you, you don't have a gun or you don't have a knife. You, don't, or, you know, it used to be put your hands on the, on the steering wheel. But, you know, it's, uh, you don't know who else is in the car. Anyway, there are so many different dangers. So you ask a question, why? I mean, I'm just trying to look for common sense and and and, and decency, and I, I, we're not finding it anymore. I'm looking, trying to look for, and words, words don't mean anything anymore, unfortunately. And here I am spilling out all these words, mm. but we are understanding that these kind, this kind of, of communication doesn't doesn't re, doesn't. Uh, it doesn't communicate, basically, because you're not you're talking to, to people who, who will not even understand what I'm saying or believe anything I'm saying with, with the fact to be shown to, to the rules of, of law as written. Uh, and so so I'm still looking to, to find I'd love to have a, a, a sit down conversation with both sides, if there are both sides, and have a, try, to, try to communicate on that level if you can. And I'm just heartbroken. I'm truly heartbroken about our, our city, our country, where we're going, what, what we're talking about, uh, what we're dealing with as, as normal. You know, you know this, is not, this is not anything that, that, that is normal. They don't. They want to. It seems what they want to do is to restart the country. You can't. You can't rip down history and throw it away in the garbage. And you can't do that without learn, without an understanding. You you can't rip down Abraham Lincoln. 
free the slaves? You have a president now. I don't know if you like, you can't stand his personality or you think he's, whatever you think negative of it. All you have to do is look at what he's done for you, in, especially in the black, Hispanic, and, and women and, and, and minorities, what he's done for you. In, in fact, you know, lowered, lowered the unemployment rating, given more jobs, and always, you know, things, things he has said over and over and over again. And unfortunately, that's the problem. You can't keep saying over and over and over again with people, you know, with an attention span of a couple of minutes. And, and you keep repeating yourself, and when you keep repeating yourself, nobody listens. So we're in a, we're in a quagmire here, and we, and look, look, our, look what's happening to our city, and look what's, which, and they think, and, and it's been reported that this is our chance. This, this, the mayor said, this is our opportunity. This is our chance. He stood out there and painted on the streets across a double yellow line, mind you, which has to be illegal. Black Lives Matter. And no laws don't apply to our mayor. The street. How can that be legal? Yeah. And how can that be? How can that be? You, you know, who, who said you can do that? In 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 and then and then have it appointed boulevards. Why not? Why doesn't somebody? You know, you keep saying, look into what Black Lives Matter is look just look it up but that doesn't matter either anymore apparently if you look it up you see it's a marxist organization they talk about that the leaders the leaders this is nothing that i am making up this is in their manifesto this is it you look look up and look at the blue line you look up black lives matter and then you see i think it's a blue i don't know if it's called blue line or blue something it's called and, and you can find out where the money goes where where all this money that that, that, that people are, are contributing and think about it's like a suicide mission you know of, of giving money to the organization because eventually that organization is going to come after you so uh and, and that's history they're ripping down as i said abraham lincoln they're ripping down frederick douglas their own I mean, Christopher Columbus. They're attacking police stations. They're, they're attacking. I mean, look at what they did to, to uh, Mr. Rand, the senator. Look at look how they intimidated him. How can that possibly be happening in America? And uh, it's just going on and on day after day, day after day like this. And it gets worse and worse. And you see, you can't have enough police or National Guardsmen or whatever it is that's going to go because their whole plot and plan is like they've been doing it in each city. When you go after them on one street, they say, okay, let's, let's leave here. They're coming after us. Go to the other street. Let's go here. Okay. And they got their walkie talkies or their cell phones and so on and so forth. And they just keep doing it. Now they, now they, they're, they're going to be, they do it in each state and each one, one, they're not going away and they're not going away after the, Mr. Trump wins. What, Trump wins. what about wins. what about the I mean, brave we're in a situation where if, if Trump wins, we're going to be facing. They're not just saying, "Oh, he won." Okay, so let's go. No, that's not happening anymore. It didn't happen in sixteen, two thousand and sixteen. It only got worse, and 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 they tried everything in the in the world to to get rid of him, and now we're at this state as a result of that of that condition. 
and now it's going to get worse. And and when he when and when and if and I keep saying if he gets elected, you know, if if, if Joe if, if Biden gets elected, apparently they're going to vote for anything other than Trump. And it, you know, for, and, and is everybody ready for Kamala Harris to be a president? Is that is that who you're voting for? Right. I mean, I hope- if you're truthful with yourself. How do you really believe that Joe Biden is going to last four years if he becomes president and he's in his and, in, and he's in his right uh, uh, mental situation? It's not. Right. A, it's not a. Uh, I mean, there is any uh, talk about history. Why don't you go to history and and look at all the the gaps and the mistakes and the and the lack of memory and what have you? It's it's nothing against him in terms of you know that's a function that happens to people. Uh, who, who are, you know, he's 70, whatever he is, 76, 78, sometimes that happens. And so, but you're going to elect a president like that, knowing that Kamala Harris will be your president? I don't, I don't understand it. Well, let's that's, pray. That's who you're really voting for if you're voting that yeah. way. Okay. No, I mean, we're we're going to have to take a, a break and, and we'll split it up. Yeah, but let me ask you something. Can you tell the audience sure. where they can see the video? On your okay. tribute to the police, but can you give us? Can you give them the the site to get on the video? Uh, t- uh, Tony Lo, Tony Lobianco, the blues, on YouTube. When he leaves for his shift in the dark of night, he bends his knees to kiss his children and his wife. They hold their breath and say a prayer that he will safely return to their loving care. For to them, a hero has just left their home, one who has sworn to serve and protect his fellow man. All this selfless servant has asked us to do is to follow the law and, when necessary, his command. But now times are a-changing, and so is the common man. Respect for the law has been tossed into a garbage can. The laws that he swore to enforce to protect all our human race were doing fine until they were viewed as a politically offensive crime. We all agree injustice of any kind is a crime, and those who have been found guilty must do prison time. But criminal penalties have been reduced, and repeat offenders uh, are allowed to go free and produce. They return to the streets to commit more crime, but politicians do not want them doing more time. Our police officers are being outgunned, but the cry on the streets from criminals and politicians is to defund I mean, the rise in criminal activities is a very big issue. And you can't clean up the violence only with a tissue. There are bad people in every profession. They must be removed by the root and offered no concession. But when the order from mayors and governors is to stand down and allow looting, vandalism, physical violence, and even murder to abound, there is nothing our brave men and women in blue can stop. 
because of instructions that come from the top. Our heroes in blue have been handcuffed and ordered to watch the safety of our cities decline. So what are our blues to do? Endure and tolerate buckets of liquid thrown on them? Their police cars ransacked and set afire? Being spit on and pelted with rocks and other dangerous objects? The total disregard of police barriers and curfews? Threatened with firearms, serious injury, being blinded by laser beams and the murder of their brothers and sisters? They wear their badge with a black ribbon across. For so many of their brave buddies have been lost. These funerals are tearing our country apart, trying to appease the bleeding heart. Yet, gallantly, our strong men and women in blue, they fight on to keep their word, even though everything seems so absurd. For they have taken the oath to serve and protect all families, even their enemies, as their own, without so much as a groan. So, What keeps them strong? Knowing their training has saved a life? Tracking down drug cartels, human traffickers, murderers, and and bringing closure to families that have been suffering for so long? Being the voice for abused innocents that cannot speak for themselves. The joy of delivering a baby. All of that is what keeps them strong and fostering good public relationships with communities and individuals, answering the dreaded domestic violence call, volunteering through sports to help children in all matters of good citizenship, radiating responsibility, dependability, honesty, and integrity, qualities we should all aspire to. Many police officers are veterans who volunteer to serve and protect our country against all enemies, foreign and domestic, who are hell-bent on tearing down, toppling, and destroying our foundation. Some joined other branches of law enforcement to secure the safety of our countries at our borders. Most went home and became peace officers to serve the city and state in which they were born. All of them, out of gratitude for the blessing they were given to live in the greatest country on earth, the United States of America. (laughs) How blue bloods bleed red, my friend. Red, just like you and me. But it's a true blood, a strong blood. A brave blood that will fight until the end. So when his shift is over, he returns home to the warmth of those he loves and removes his bulletproof vest. (laughs) The welcoming sound of Velcro puts his family's hearts at rest until the next day starts. 
So the next time you see police officers, greet them with a big smile and tell them you've got their backs and thank them for all they do for all of us. For they would give their lives for you and those you love because they too have to answer the man above. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or connorsandsullivan.com. Welcome back to the Connors Corner segment of Ask the Lawyer. Tony, when we were taking a break, we we're talking about the, the, the heroic... Um, African-American policemen around the country, and they're being totally overlooked in this crisis. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, Black Lives Matter, uh, it does, do all Black Lives Matter? I think I think that's been overlooked, not only not only for the, the, the heroic black police men and women, because they, they have been they've been stoned and, and spit on and disrespected and shot at and so on and so forth throughout throughout all of this it is just a uh, i mean the the the, the marvelous policeman who retired uh and was helping his friends out at the pawn shop uh, he got murdered heartbreaking murdered by, by, heartbreaking uh, by the pro- quote protesters and uh i mean look look you know what's going on in chicago that has been going on for a number of years. You know, Black Lives Matter, all Black Lives Matter to me, all Black Lives Matter. And and so does everybody's life matters. And everybody knows that. But when people in Chicago, when black on black crime is happening every day, they're, they're shooting babies, they're shooting uh, people who are, who are in their backyards. I don't understand how Black Lives Matter is not involved in in curbing the shooting of black people by black people. And that's been going on forever, uh, the longest of longest of time. And, and the, listen, when I went out with the police back in the, you know, the time before I did French Connection and 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 so on. I, I, one of one of my dear uh, friends uh, was a black policeman there, and and we went we we went up to answer many calls with the uh, Sonny Grasso, the great Sonny Grasso from the French Connection. We went we went on many calls uh, with him, and he was well back then. You know there was respect for for policemen, but th- 
even back then when the when the Black Panthers were in vogue and and uh, th- th- that was a very dangerous very dangerous time. We I've I've seen I've I've been on calls with them where where murder mur- I've seen I've seen murder I've seen rapes I've seen I've seen uh, kidnappings cases. When I say I've seen, I mean I've been on those cases, reported cases. But I did I've seen suicides, I've seen dead bodies, all this stuff that that they have to see every day, and 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 have a, a you know have to go. They're, they're human beings. They have to go home to their children and their and their wife. And and when you have this kind of of uh, of uh, uh, witnessing these horrible things every day. And they're there. They're not getting paid very much compared to to what they're going through. There aren't many people out there that would do that. These are people who who, who uh, volunteer and care about our, our society. And and uh, uh, I, I just I just don't understand the you know you know if there's if there's a feeling of a, of, of 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 a victimism. It is it is it is it is understandable, but but it is not understandable in 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 America. Basically, you have got to you've got to be part of the solution. You you got to go out and and try to better yourself. Try to do something for your for your country, for your family, for for for, for, for yourself somewhere along the line. You can't just wait and say, oh oh. Uh, somebody do do for me, uh, oh, poor me. No, 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 no. And you can just look around and see those people who are, who are doing exactly what I I just said, and they're they're successful, and 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 people accept them tremendously. Hey, you talk about being being a racist country. Eighty seven percent of the America voted for a black president, folks. Never forget that there are thirteen percent black in in our in our country, and we elected a black president. So don't right. tell me about racism. Right, that's over and out. Well, uh, let, Tony, but, let, we had no. we we showed your video here, and there was a a retired policeman, New York City policeman, and at the end there were tears in his eyes. So just thank you so much. Thank you for everything you have done. Uh, well, my, my dear, I, I, my sweetheart, I, I, I just wish, uh, I just wish we can bring people together and have some kind of dialogue that that heals. And I think we need a healing. And, and unfortunately, we need a leader, a leader that can communicate uh, and I'm talking about in the cities. Right. I'm, I'm talking about in in each of these cities that can just, you know, we had Martin Luther King seemed seemed to be that that person that that brought people together and were respected by all colors and races and what have you. Right. And we need that kind of a human being to talk, to, try to try to talk to people. I, I just feel that that the talking. Unfortunately, it seems to be we need action, of course, but but let's let's talk about it so we can do the action. Well, I just react in in a vicious way. I just you know? think I think there are a lot of people out there that don't want people to talk to each other, and they are yeah. the evil people, and that's why prayer is so important. 
don't forget yeah. we pray and and the your video is extraordinary and i hope Look. that i hope we can get it out there so many 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 people see it um, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you again, Tony. Again, I'm sorry we're short on time, but thanks for coming thank on you. the show. I'm sorry I talk so much. <laughs> no, we love it. Thank you. and We appreciate it. I think, you know, what you said before, just about, you know, people not wanting not wanting to, people to talk. And I think that at this particular time, they're not looking uh, for solutions. They're looking for to grab power. Uh, That's you know, right. I think that by, by keeping us divided and by keeping that, it will affect the election. And uh, That's well, right. That, that, seems to be the, that seems to be the goal. That's know? right. Yeah. All right. Thanks All again. All right, my dears. I love you guys. Oh, All we right. We'll talk you to you too. soon. Okay. It was great to have you on. Department and our military and all those wonderful people, all, all uh, people out there helping everybody. That's our heroes, and those are, those are God bless them. And I anything I can do, meet with, I'm happy to do it. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm just so full of this frustration. You are, you are and, full, uh, sorrow that, uh, full of you know, love. It's not about. It's not nothing about me. I'm of an age. I've lived my life basically, and and I, I'm I'm going to get out of this thing, you know. <laughs> but and uh, but we're all getting out sooner or later. They care about the children. Yeah. Well, I think I think you'll be able to see the Lord justified. What do you think? I hope so. I just hope so. I only hope so, but we got to move. I know. Gotta... I know. Well, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We love you. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it hard to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress, a government-insured reverse mortgage may be the answer or might be the perfect solution for you and your family. Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner. I've been a mortgage specialist for over 20 years, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. This past October, the federal government made changes to the reverse mortgage loan program. Give me a call now so our office can show you how these changes affect how much money you receive and how the annual mortgage insurance costs have decreased. My job is to help you find the best solutions for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this FHA program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me right now. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-943-2646, or try me on the internet at www.quanticbank.com backslash Fmelia. Once again, call 888-943-2646, and you could be on your way to a stress-free retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number 62591. All loans provided by Quantic Bank, NMLS number 403503. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. You know, we've just been talking and listening to Tony LoBianco. And in our studio right now, we're very pleased to have my former state senator, former city councilman, now working for Catholic Charities, State Senator Marty Golden. Welcome to the show, Marty. Thank you, Michael. I'm glad to be here, and it's a privilege. Okay. Now, you. some people may know you actually served as a police officer. How many years? I served 10 years, and I was on the police department 1973 to 1983. 
And I seen a dynamic that's very similar to what I see happening here in the city right now. And that's a, a commission coming together to prevent it from going into bankruptcy. And uh, we've seen that happen in the 70s, and uh, it was a terrible time. And uh, we've seen police officers laid off, and uh, we see right now with the cuts that the mayor has put out, we see somewhere in a category of 3,900 police officers being reduced. I'm sorry, 4,100 police officers being reduced, and 3,900 civilians that work for the New York City Police Department. That's an 8,000-person hit to that one agency. And uh, you see what's going on across this city today. Uh, I have no idea what we're going to do as we move down uh, into the later months of this year and into the beginning of next year. Do you any word on what's going to be happening with the police academy? I have no idea. The uh, police academy, obviously, they're not looking to do any new hires for the next two years. That I don't see how they get away with that. I do believe that crime is going to go up. It's going to skyrocket even though you see the legislatures at the state and city level starting to correct their overreaction uh, to some of the legislation that they passed, such as no bail, such as the uh, chokehold that turned into a compression hold, which no police officer in his right mind is going to go into a situation, an arrest situation, where he has to engage the individual uh, to arrest that individual, and he will have a compression on that individual. So that officer is automatically uh, committing a crime. So they're going to have to correct that. They're in a the process of correcting it, and they can't defund. They have to fund NYPD to keep our city safe and to get it back to where it has to be. Now, let's let's get back to our friend Tony. How do you feel when you listen to Tony? You, you know, and, and he's done a lot of stuff for veterans and now for the police department. I, I really admire the, the man, but your comment. I got to tell you, uh, Tony is uh, one of a kind. And I say that, uh, you know, we, we've heard those remarks made about many people, but he is one of a kind. He was born back in 1936. And you would not you know, you take a look at this individual today, you think he was 55 years of age. Uh, he's up there, he's out there, and he's doing what he should be doing. And what all of us should be doing. And that's thanking our New York City Police Department for the fine job that they are doing. Uh, Tony Lobianco, what people don't understand, this guy did over 100 films. He's been on Broadway. He's been on stages. He's been uh, given awards, the Tony Award. It was a nomination for the Tony Award. He's been up for a number of awards, and he's won a number of awards. The guy's an outstanding, outstanding actor. But in this particular case, his heart and soul is in that piece that he did in thanking that police officer and their family for going out into the night and doing what he or she has to do and getting home. The most important thing for a police officer is to make sure that him and his partner return home to their families after they finish working. It's in the papers today. Police officer shot in Las Vegas. They're moving him into a long-term care facility. It's finished. Why? It's unnecessary. And it, you see a baby. What do you tell the mother, father of a, of a nine-month-old or a six-month-old child? What do you tell them? It's got to stop. And we need people like Tony Lobianco to get out there to make the statement and to start thanking our police department. And we need our legislature to take the handcuffs off 
of the police department and put them on the bad guys and put them where they belong, in jail, and keep them there from hurting our families, destroying our property, and ruining the greatest city, the greatest, safest city, large city in America. And just a few short months, they've destroyed that. So Antonio Lubianco is a star in my book, Always Will Be. And uh, he says it all in that clip that he did. And Tony is just a great man. You know, we're changing subjects a little bit. But, you know, how has it changed, like, the police officer, compression hold, choke hold, whatever it is? I mean, you know, I was trained as a military policeman. You know, I don't know what it is now, 45 years ago or so. But, I mean, what we were taught back then was you take the guy down and make sure you don't get hurt. That was lesson number one in the academy is how to take the individual down and not get you, your partner, and most of all, the surrounding people, the people that live in our communities, that they don't get hurt. So that's what it's about, to keep life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for every person that lives in this great city. And unfortunately, we're not seeing that. You know, as bad as it was in the 70s, it's going to be far worse, I believe, in the coming months and into next year's budget. I think we're going to see some really, really tough times. I told you about the 8,000 on the police department that are being cut. There's 5,000 being cut from the Department of Transportation, 1,000 from the teachers. I don't know how they're going to do this. How are we going to be able to operate as a city? We have to get back to basics, and the basic reason for people to live in a community is because it's safe. You want a safe community, a safe environment. Second thing you want is a great education, a good education for your children. And the third thing, which is very, very important, is a job. And it's around, right now, we're even facing tough times for the jobs. 30% of the condos in the city of New York are empty. They left the city of New York. And you're seeing that across our city. People are leaving. We need a tax base. We need people to feel safe. We need the best education we can possibly get. And we need the jobs for the families so that they can stay and live and raise their families here and make this, again, the greatest, safest, large city in America. What would you do? What I mean, uh, listen, obviously the mayor right now is not going to do any of these things, but what would you do if, if you could? Right now, the most important thing, again, is making the city safe. I would find a way to make sure that we fund this police department and that we get the legislation that they need. They got to do this bail. You cannot put these people up back on the street. They're out on the street before you finish your paperwork. These people, before the police officer finishes his paperwork, has already got bail. He's already out in the street already. This is impossible. You cannot do that. And the same thing goes with this compression and the same thing goes with the defunding. You can't do that. So the first thing you got to do is change the legislation. The second thing you got to do is fund the police department. you got to make this city safe. Once you make it safe, people will want to stay here and raise their families. And that's what we have to do. That would be number one. I have a question. It's the politicians. How, how can we ever get past our current politicians, city, state? It's called voting. It's about getting up and going to the voting booth and voting. I, they, you know, I, I don't want to go off into this tangent uh, about paper ballots, but an individual, uh, McGuire Real Estate, 
uh, he got a um, ballot in a in the mail uh, in New Jersey, where he lives. And guess what? That brother's been dead for 15 years, <laughs> and he got a ballot. So yeah. we need to get people up into the voting booth. We need to get people to stand up and want to be elected to office. We need people to want to have the heart, the soul, and the purpose in life to go forward to make this city the greatest, safest city in the country. And we can do that. We got to look for the people that want to do it. We got to support those people. And I'm, you know, personally, I'm a Republican, but I don't care if they're Democrat or Republican. I don't care who it is. I just need and we need people to make this city safe, a good education system and a good economic outcome for the people that live here. Let me ask you, restaurants, what's going to happen? I think if the restaurants don't open up shortly, the, the longer you delay this, the more of these restaurants are not going to be able to come back. And if more of the restaurants that don't come back means the employment, these people at work. They, and you talk about the those that uh, are in depressed and situations that are in terrible, terrible financial situations. They need these jobs. They need to be able to get back to work and be able to support their families. They can't do that. So that's got to happen. That's going to be number one. If we can open up a gym, we can open up a restaurant. If you go to Home Depot, if you go to BJ's right now, you go to Key Food, you go to any one of the stores along our avenues, they are loaded. And you you, you got to be kidding me. There is no reason these restaurants should not be opened. And they should be. They're open across the state. They're open in every other state across the country. They should be opened here in the city of New York. And as governor and as mayor, got to stop playing off each other and start working together for the betterment of the people of this great city. It's a shame what I see here, what we see here. It's going on right now in this city. It is really a disgrace. Uh, this will go down in history as one of the worst times and errors since the Great Depression and we might even beat the Great Depression at the rate we're going. Well, wait a minute. Isn't it all Trump's fault? Isn't COVID Trump's fault? I mean, you know, how can you blame the poor mayor and the governor? Well, the the president of the United States couldn't have done more for us uh, when it comes to COVID. Uh, the city of New York, he opened up uh, the ship. He brought a ship in, uh, the Jacob Javits Center. He got us uh, uh, anything we needed when it came to PPE. We got it. He did what he had to do. He stopped China from coming in here when that uh, when that broke. We were the first nation to do that. And then we did the same with Europe. This president has done a great job in trying to deal with this issue. And, you know, the rumor is that this will be over come November 5th. Uh, I hope for God willing that it is open <laughs> soon uh, because too many people have died from it. Look at the disgrace of the nursing homes. Uh, thousands and thousands of people. We got uh, and, hit hard here. Oh, my my Lord. My brother, my poor brother, he's 68 years of age. They put down COVID. It was ALS that killed him. Uh, he, that, you know, it was God-giving, uh, you know, God-taking and a merciful taking of that boy, uh, that young man, 68 years of age. Uh, it wasn't COVID, but he turned a lot of people are being marked with the COVID. And you would think the COVID numbers are tremendous. But in fact, that the, a lot of people died were not from COVID. They were from different types of sicknesses, illnesses, and diseases that took some of these people from us. It's unfortunate. Uh, and uh, it's very sad. Well, right now, I, I, you know, I hate to say it, but it's a sad state of politics in New York State. 
I don't think I've seen anything worse than this. And let me tell you, it did get worse after the 70s, and it got worse in the late 80s and early 90s. I believe we had at that time was the mayor was Mayor Dinkins. Uh, homicide rate was at 2,235 a year. 2,245. Think about that. You didn't have that in third world countries. And here we had it in the city of New York alone. Think about that. So the mayor, Rudy Giuliani, came in. Mayor Michael Bloomberg continued. And what we did is we brought crime down. We took homicides under 300 from, from 2,245. We made this the safest, largest city in America and in the world. They took the written dialogue, the, the, the Bible that was created by the Giuliani and Bloomberg team, and it was copied throughout the world. Other countries took it. Other cities, states, and villages took it and made their cities, state, towns, and counties safe and their countries safe. When you get in trouble, a country is having a problem, who do they call? New York City Police Department to come down to train their police officers so that they can keep their cities, towns, and villages in their countries safe. So that's what we've unfortunately gotten away from. We've conceded our responsibilities. Our politicians have let us down. They went out. They changed legislation. They overreacted. And now we are paying for that overreaction. And we are paying it with the blood of children and families across this city and across other cities here in this great country. Marty Golden, thank you for being on Connor's Corner. Again, thanks to Tony Lobianco. And maybe someday things will get better in New York City. They will. They It's only a matter of getting out and voting. It's a matter of finding the right individual to vote for and finding that person that's going to make a difference for our city, whether it's in the city council, whether it's the state assembly or the state the senate, the governor or the mayor of the city of New York. This guy is out in a year and three months, a year and four months. We need a mayor that's going to bring this city back to where it should be, to the greatest, largest city in America. And we can and we'll do that. Well said, Marty Golden. Thank you. Do you have somewhere to sleep? Did you eat today? Are you making ends meet? For thousands of New Yorkers, the answer is no. For children and youth, adults, seniors, people struggling with addiction or mental illness, and for the isolated, Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens is there. With 160 programs and more than 4,500 units of affordable housing, Catholic Charities is one of the largest multi-service charitable organizations in the nation. We help change lives and build communities. If you or someone you know needs assistance, call 718-722-6001 or visit CCB. The Guild for Exceptional Children, or GEC, has been providing excellent care to children and adults with developmental disabilities since 1958. It is our mission to help build better lives and brighter futures for the people in our care. We serve nearly 1,000 individuals each day and are proud that 90 cents of every dollar is used for actual services. Please visit www.gecbklyn.org or call 718-833-6633 to learn more. Thanks again to our guests, Tony Lobianco and Marty Golden. Now, again, we didn't spend a lot of time on estate planning today, not at all, really. But, Michael, if somebody wants to email us a question, where do they do so? 
you go to askmikeconnors at gmail.com. You just shoot it off to askmikeconnors at gmail.com. That's spelled C-O-N-N-O-R-S. All right, so if you have any estate planning questions at all, you can email us, but better yet, give us a call, schedule an appointment. Um, and, you know, sometimes people ask me what, what offices I go to and whatever. Well, we have offices in Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Manhattan. I go to each office usually once a week. Sometimes, you know, the, the variation, you know, Labor Day now will vary that a little bit. But if you want an appointment with me, believe me, you can pick up the phone. You say you want an appointment with Mike Connors. They'll schedule it at 718-238-6500. Thank you for listening to Ask the Lawyer. We'll see you next week at the same time and station. Thanks for joining us. We are gathered here on hallowed ground. Voices raised, heads bowed down. We're gathered here on hallowed ground to sing this soul away. We are gathered. We are gathered here on hallowed ground. Voices raised, heads bowed down. We're gathered here on hallowed ground to sing this soul away. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Are you or your parents' assets protected from nursing home bills? Did you know these bills can exceed $15,000 a month? People work their entire lives to live comfortably in retirement, but when people become ill and need to go to a nursing home or receive home care, the bills can drain their assets, leaving many people bankrupt. The good news is that you can prevent that from happening if you plan in advance. Connors & Sullivan's lawyers can customize a plan that specifically protects your interests, including your home. Schedule a free comprehensive telephone consultation with Mike Connors to discuss your issues and concerns from the security of your home. Call today, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Don't let nursing home bills take your life's savings and leave you and your loved ones bankrupt. Don't wait another minute. Mike Connors can take you through the process by telephone and start a plan designed for you today. That's 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. The preceding pre-recorded program paid for by Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC.